0: Welcome to Pre-Arb Excellence, a bottoms-up Cubs podcast in tune with the team's pipeline. From minor league results and development to the draft, international signings, and anything else that helps lead to Pre-Arb Excellence, I'm there for it. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode yesterday tonight, February 25th, 2019, Underwood and the eighth bullpen spot, which focuses on the Rockies' 12-6 win over the Cubs today. If you have any questions about this episode or anything else about the Cubs pipeline, ask me through the app at Tim815 on Twitter or at Prearb Excellence on Facebook. I'm about education and if I can educate someone on the minutiae of Major League Baseball today, I've done something right. This podcast still is a work in progress and Sometimes it will be about one specific topic. Sometimes it will be about a game. Sometimes it will be about a day. And occasionally there will be some business to take care of just because it happened to pop along through the course of the day. Today the Cubs signed Jonathan DeMarte, who is the closer on the Team Israel baseball team kind of cool that the Cubs have added someone that is what was responsible for getting a team qualified for the World Baseball Classic. Good to hear. We'll see how he does. Presumably he'll start off in the lower minors and have a chance to get better there. I saw numbers for him on 93, 94, 95. So hey, we'll see. Also, I had a question on Twitter from S-C-T-E-E-J, S-C-Teej, I'm guessing. He asked if Ian Miller, who stole a base today, stole two bases today, he has four on the season, scored a run. Teej asked if he thought, if I thought that Ian Miller might take the role of Terrence Gore from a couple of years ago, where he gets added to the roster late in the season as a base runner extraordinaire uh, to help the team in close situations. I said probably not because the last few years, well, this year, teams are only going to be able to have 28 players on the roster in September. It used to be teams could have 40, and if you had 40 guys on your September roster, you could have a guy who's on the roster simply because he's a good base runner or simply because he is a good defensive player in the outfield or whatever. Ian Miller is fast. He is apparently a good defensive player, but I'll have a better read on that through the Iowa Cubs season. But I don't think that the Cubs will want to add him as one of the 28 in September, just because he's fast and he catches the ball really well. Because with the 28-man roster in September, they'll probably be more interested in having a pinch hitter We'll have to see, though. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong and someone asks me, I will admit, yes, I was wrong. Okay, on to the game today. Ian Hep had a three-run double. That was mainly the highlight. Um, today. Um John Lester started, gave up five runs in an inning, and in an inning plus wasn't a very good outing for him, but people who are overreacting to it on Twitter are quite amusing. Oh no, he's going to be terrible this year because he had a bad start today. No, he's not going to be terrible this year because he had a bad start today. He might be terrible this year, but it won't be because he had a bad start today. Luis Severino for the Yankees will have a bad year today this year because of something that happened today. It was decided that he was going to go have Tommy John surgery. He's done for the year. That's what you fear in spring training, not the pitcher goes out, pitches one inning, gives up five runs, and leaves under his own um, leaves of his own volition with no assistance from the trainer. What you're hoping for is guy goes in, does his job, leaves, comes out, not a problem. Yeah, it would have been nice if Lester had a better outing. Would have been nice if the offense chipped in a little bit more earlier. It didn't. On to tomorrow. The. Dwayne Underwood outing wasn't specifically concerning, but since he was not as good in his second outing as his first outing, I will spend the last portion of the podcast talking about him, how, um, how, how his outings will alter the dynamics of the 26th roster spot. But I have four other names to get to first. First off, Scott Efros came in to relieve Lester in the second inning and did a really nice job. Efros is an interesting case in that he had advanced to Tennessee AA in 2018 and 2019. In 2018, he had a 5.97 ERA. It's kind of scary. 2019, he had a 5.88 ERA. Kind of scary. The team with the player decided, you know, maybe we ought to try a little something different. He wasn't injured. He wasn't broken. He just wasn't getting outs. So what they decided to do is mid-season in the middle of everything change his pitching mechanics. He went from a basically over the top to a kind of sidearm not not entirely sidearm but certainly coming more from the side than from the top and getting a little bit more ball life that way so in the middle of the season he jumped from AA down to Mesa and completely reworked how he delivers the ball and he did much better in <coughs> excuse me in 2019 once he went back down to Mesa and when he came back up, he well when he started pitching again, he was very good in Mesa. He pitched in Eugene and then also in Myrtle Beach. And he pitched very well at all stops. And if you watch the game today, he's coming from a bit of an a side sidewinder sort of a delivery. And he pitched quite well today. Got um ground out and a uh, ground out that let the runner on second get to third and then two strikeouts the second strikeout was of a left-handed hitter and sidewinders from the right side sometimes have more trouble with left-handed pitch left-handed hitting so to see a side wheel, side winding right-hander strike out a left-handed hitter that's a good thing to see. Efros he'll be he's certainly more of note now than he was a year ago and it's odd changing your mechanics in the middle of the season but for all the talk about Pitch Lab Efros seems to be one of the positive cases of Pitch Lab. So the 2015 15th round selection from Indiana University had a good day today and his was one of the I'll say two really good highlights today. Um, so, yeah, Efrost, good on him. Uh, I, I look forward to his next outing, and hopefully, he's as effective next time as this time. Zach Short continues to get looks. He was a 2016 17th round draft pick out of Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. In the Northeast Conference, I think I have that right. Holler at me if I'm wrong. As a sophomore, he had a 959 OPS. Now, the conference he's in is not any sort of a high-end conference. It's uh, either a mid-major or not even a mid-major. When you have Northern conferences, a lot of times, if you're anywhere near Illinois, look outside. That's the weather you're playing in a lot of times in the Northeast Conference. Fairfield, Connecticut in mid-May is not very warm, and that's as late as the season runs. So if you're playing on a field and it's really cold and really windy, the ball's not gonna go anywhere. Zach Short, as a sophomore, hit nine nine uh, 959, had a 959 OPS, which was very good. He came back for his junior year, and only had a 7.51 OPS. The Cubs didn't believe the 7.51 as much as they believed the 9.59. They ended up signing him, uh, drafting him, and giving him a decent enough signing bonus so he was willing to come out of school and not return for his senior year. Fortunately, they did. He slowly moved up through the system, and this offseason, Short was added to the... 40-man roster, figure he will get a whole bunch of time this season in Iowa as a second baseman, as a shortstop, as a third baseman. Heck, stick him out in the outfield, let him DH a little bit, let him run. Um, Short will play Major League Baseball. And if you're getting a 17th round draft pick out of Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut, and you're parlaying him into Major League at-bats, somebody did their job next is Donnie Deweese he played drove in a run today I think he was one for Deweese had a good day today I I should have I was going to write it down I did not and Deweese was a 2015 second round Cubs draft pick out of University of North Florida in Jacksonville Florida between the time he was drafted in 2015 and now, the Cubs traded him to Kansas City, the Royals, for Alec Mills, who is still with the team and is still on the 40-man roster and is going to get a chance to produce for the parent club again. After they traded him to the Royals, last offseason, the Cubs decided they kind of wanted him back. They ended up trading for... Deweese to get him back and traded Stephen Writings, a pitcher who has still yet to pitch a single game in full season ball for Deweese. That's a pretty good trade when you get a guy who hasn't pitched in full season ball yet, even though he was a 2016 draft pick. And in return, you get a guy who's a AAA starter. DeWeese is a fun case. He uh, He's very good defensively. He's very quick, kind of like Ian Miller. And uh, the w- one knock on DeWeese is he doesn't have a particularly strong throwing arm. There you go. In 2019, with the iCubs cubs in AAA, he played 111 games, had a 793 OPS. And DeWeese will be um a, a main piece with the iCubs in 2020 and very possibly with ian miller who's already been mentioned before we jump to the break tyson miller was fantastic today i saw his hitting miller is a pitcher from oh i didn't jot down his draft information today uh Tyson Miller will get mentioned a number of times. He got to he pitched very well in Double A last season. Moved up to AAA, scuffled mightily with the baseballs that were flying all over everywhere. But his outing today, a term that people use nowadays, is a sword. When you have a breaking pitch that the hitter mistakes for something else and his bat, his, his swing isn't so much of a swing, but it looks like a flail from a sword. The term sword is quite popular these days. Um, Miller got a sword and then a ground out to short and then a, sli- a strikeout swinging, a strikeout swinging on a slider and then a fastball on inner black for a looking strikeout. Tyson Miller was dynamite today. May that continue. I don't imagine he'll be with the team for a long time in spring training because the Cubs are going to want to get him ready to be ready to go five or six innings as soon as possible in Iowa. So come a certain time, probably 10th of March, somewhere around there, Miller will probably be sent back to minor league camp so he can start getting ready for pitching in Des Moines. I hope you're enjoying my pre Excellence Cubs Podcasts as much as I am bringing them to you. There are two ways you can help extend the reach of the podcast. Share the link with a like-minded friend. I check every day to see how many followers I have. And as the numbers go up, I'm happy. Secondly, Anchor allows sponsorships for podcasts. If you're interested in helping out in that fashion, thanks for considering it. The last name on the list today is Dwayne Underwood. Sometimes when the starting pitcher... Gets cuffed around. It makes it a really tough day for everyone. Today was one of those kind of days. It seemed nobody, had, well, Efros and Tyson Miller did well, but pretty much everyone else was getting line drives hit off them, and the Underwood was getting squared up. He did very well in his first outing. He didn't do so well in his last it, today, and. He remains a case where he has to stay on the 26-man roster because he has no option seasons remaining. He's used them all. So if the Cubs want to send him back down to Iowa, they have to run him through waivers. And if the Cubs run him through waivers, they will lose him. Someone will claim him. not sure who, but someone will because he's got a lively arm and he had a good season last year someone will take the chance on him. And if they're going to run him through waivers, if they're thinking about running him through waivers, as of right now, if he struggles in spring training, he has next to no trade value. So if it gets to a point where they can try to trade him for someone, it's gonna be really difficult to get anything of any remote sort of quality in return. So with Underwood the Cubs are really going to want to give him a chance to right his feet. It's not earned run average. It's it's not how well were people hitting him on his worst day in spring training. The question when you're trying to decide whether Underwood or to an extent Trevor McGill the Rule 5 player who is in a similar situation. If you're trying to decide, are we going to be able to keep this player for the season, it's not about his numbers purely. It's how is he going to do in March and April and May. True about the best way you can judge that is how well has he done in spring training, but that's not the only way. The Cubs are going to keep eight relievers. Underwood will be gunning for the seventh or eighth spot. Trevor McGill will be gunning for the seventh or eighth spot. They're gonna have a whole bunch of other pitchers who could be used instead, but the hope is Underwood who struggled today, they were, they were hitting him quite solidly. Someone else, um, who was it? James Norwood, I think it was gave up a few hits, but one of them was a grounded a third that just wasn't played properly. One of them was something that kind of snuck through the infield. One of them was solidly hit, but it, again, not all hits are the same. It's a question of, are players making regular, steady, constant contact off the player? And Underwood, Didn't look good today, but that's a one-day-only thing. The goal with a player, the goal with any player in that sort of a situation, is to assess what's he going to do in the future, not what did he do today. So, hopefully things straighten out for Underwood, because it would be nice to have him on the roster for three, four, five, six, seven years. But... He has to produce, and baseball is a you-produce-or-you-go-away sort of a scenario, especially once you get to the major league level and you're out of options. I hope Underwood does stick around. The 2012 second-rounder from Pope High School in Marietta, Georgia. He had a good season last year. He had a really nice outing last year in a game that the Cubs lost, but he pitched really well. Um, with spring training games, imagine you have a eight-sided die, instead of a six-sided die, eight-sided die, however many appearances the player has, and each appearance should probably get about equal weight. So if a pitcher does really well in six, fairly well in one, and poorly in one, that's different than if he does really well in four, kinda crappy in two, and really bad in two. Equally weight everything, and when it gets to March, April, and June, Then you see if you you guessed right. You see if the light has gone on for the player because as much as you want it to work, as much as you want the player to develop, as much as you want the player to be useful, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So today, the Rockies won 12-6. Don't sweat. Lester's outing. Efros and Tyson Miller look really good and Dwayne Underwood struggled a bit. Take it a day at a time, try to learn something more about some of the players that play every day. And if you can do that by the end of spring training, you should be about ready for minor league season to start. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. It means quite a bit to me. You chose to press play or click subscribe My goal is to be a go-to source for the Cubs' pipeline development. And questions are welcome, either through the podcast or on Twitter at Tim815. Next time, I'll have another episode that hopefully you consider worth your time. Till then, enjoy and be nice to people.